This is Cody Allen's podcast. This is Cody Cast. Go, Katie. The Go, Katie. Oh, wait, that's me. The, yeah. <laughs> Clap for yourself. Anyway, good to see you. Have you got an ACM outfit picked out yet? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Because I haven't picked out mine, and we kind of have to coordinate a little bit. Well, we right? do. Yeah, there's moments where we're together, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of have to look like we thought about it. Yeah, mine's... Um, you want to uh, give it away? I mean... I'll just say it's very geometric. It's very metallic, and I think it's kind of <laughs> retro, and yeah. It kind of sounds like that one you wore, I think it was CMT Music Awards. And maybe the first year we did that live show together silver and sort of shiny mm-hmm. and like um short shorter i believe yeah the dresses have gotten longer okay. over the years <laughs> as my time at the gym is cut down the dresses have gotten longer um yeah i like metallics and i love yeah. silver and yeah so this one's got a little bit of that going on so you know you could wear a space suit and we would look perfect together um I always have the problem because I wear the baseball cap like in in working out exactly because too formal with the baseball cap never looks good to me. So for me, it's always like, how can I make it dressy? and different from what I would usually wear, but also kind of casual. Yeah, I think you nail it. I think you, I know what you mean. It's kind of an odd combination, you know, the the cap with the suit, but somehow you get it right. You always get it right. No one's ever done it. I'm, I don't want to be like, I'm a trendsetter, Katie Cook, but <laughs> let's let's face it. When I started wearing the baseball cap, all of a sudden, Luke Bryan wants to. I know, Cole Swindell. Cole Swindell They all wants want to be you, Cody. <laughs> Just kidding. They do. Uh, no, it's obviously to cover up uh, imperfections. Uh, or perceived imperfections. Actually, I've gotten so over the bald head thing. Yeah. Because I used to be really sensitive about it when I was young, like in my twenties. I would that was really like I'll never be a star because of that weakness. It took some convincing over time, like people saying, "No, no, it doesn't matter. Like you'll you'll be a star in spite of that." And realizing that, which was again years of like letting it soak in that it was okay you know, made me start to believe it myself. And when you start to believe it yourself, that's when good stuff starts to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it shows off a handsome man's face even more. I used to be a hairstylist. And I mean, the men would come in with the worst hair, like mullets, or they're trying to comb around a few pieces that are left on top of their head. And, you know, the wind blows the wrong way. It looks like somebody stuck a squid on the side (laughs) of your head. And I'm like, look, I'm going to introduce you to your new favorite thing, and it's called clippers. You can go buy them for 20 bucks, and you'll never come see me again because you're going to do it at home. And I would get these guys to just buzz their hair down. Next thing you know, the razor would come out. They're like, well, I might as well go for this. And then all of a sudden they're, they're like, oh, I'm like a chick magnet. You know, like, I don't know what's going on. It's like, it, and seriously, I think a good looking man is just so much more handsome without the hair as a distraction. I mean, I, I really believe that. I, very funny, quick story. Mm-hmm. One time when I was uh, interviewing Kenny Chesney, we, you know, we always yeah. like to throw in some kind of silly, you know, questions. And I said, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done with your hair? I'm thinking <laughs> he's going to say perm or, you know, like that. And he goes, lose it. <laughs> But hey, yeah. it hasn't exactly held him back. So I think yeah. you, I think you're gorgeous with the shaped head. Thank I you. Love well, it. I think it's become a lot more chic too. Like yeah. the whole let's take a razor and shave. That was me being a trendsetter. I, I got yeah, all I these know. men it's on obviously. Music Row to shave their heads. You're welcome. You. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta say congratulations to uh, you and your husband because you'll. Uh, I feel like uh, your your husband's like the coolest guy in the world. By the way, well, uh, he's up for Guitar Player of the Year at the ACMs. Go baby, go baby. So. Um, um, and how do you say your last name? Schoenfeld. Schoenfeld. Okay, I always want to, I always mess that up because I don't want to like get it wrong. Um, <laughs> so, will it change how you go to the ACMs this year? Like, how will it? 
how will it be because you, you, you've gone so many years and never been with a spouse who's nominated so how will that make it different i know i thought you were gonna say is it, it will it change the way you see your husband like now i have to come in in the morning would you like your coffee black this morning nominee man um yeah, it is kind of different. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. I'll be going out there this year with a with a nominee. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether or not I'll come home with a winner, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. You know, he's never actually won it, but he has been nominated a few times, um, and he's been in the first round of CMAs as well. But that is a tough category to get into, and, you know, sometimes people win it for like 15 right. years in a row, you know. So he's kind of one of the younger kids, you know, to even get in the category. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. And and he's very sweet and humble and he doesn't like to really promote himself. He's very shy about that. So he's not exactly going to be out there beating on doors going, vote for me. So I will do that for him. You all need to know. No. I don't think I'm even allowed to ask, but um, he's certainly well deserving. I yeah. mean, he's played on a heck of a lot of stuff that everybody's heard over the last few years. Guitar player of the year. Get that vote in for Adam. Adam Schultz. So I want to get to your uh, duo in a second, but first let's let's backtrack um, because you and your husband have a really cool uh, duo uh, uh, music you're making right now. It's so cool called Suncat. But first, let's backtrack to your roots a little bit because you said you were a hairdresser. Yes. So what did you do before you got to CMT? Was it that? Yeah. Um, oh gosh, I, I'll, I'll make the shortest version I can. So I always wanted to do music. There was never any doubt about that. But I'm I'm such a Capricorn and I'm such a control freak and I have to be able to make a living and I didn't want to, you know, starve. So yeah. I went and got a hair license. So I was doing <laughs> hair for a few years and working on Music Row, working with all the session musicians mm -hmm. and everything and working on my music at night. So, you know, music was always the goal. And I got the opportunity to move back to England for a couple of years and start a band with my brother. And back to because you were born there. Yes, yeah, sorry, yes. So I'm actually actually English, but I've spent most of my life here. Which um, uh, no one would ever guess that because we see you on like American television. And I know. <laughs> as such a star of CMT. Like, well, and I've but, lived in Nashville since I was five. I'm At this point, I'm probably way more a country <laughs> girl than I am an English girl. But um, anyway, so I did that for a couple of years, got out of the hair thing completely, and I came back here got a record deal here with Curb Records, and then the band just fell apart. We mm. all just, there was infighting, the band fell <laughs> apart, and all of a sudden I had no income, And but I had committed to doing music, and I was like, what am I gonna do? And um, a friend of mine who owned a hair salon was like, well, you can just come answer the phone, sweep hair, <laughs> wash hair, whatever, you know, you know, till you figure out your next move. And it was a hairstylist at that salon that heard about CMT auditions, mm. and said, does anyone know anyone at CMT? You know, I, I wanna go, audition to be a host and I was yeah. like yeah that sounds like a good gig and I knew somebody knew someone I just picked up the phone and said what you know how do they audition long story short he bailed oh. he decided never to audition I had nothing going on that day and I was like well I don't know I gotta figure out something <laughs> till my next record comes out and right. here I am 18 years later wow. I mean I know it's totally weird so that's, that's kind awesome. of a long answer but all that to say it kind of was yeah. through cutting hair and my record deal falling mm. apart that I ended up here doing something I can't believe how much I love it still. What do you remember about your audition day? Well, there were a few. <laughs> it was a process. Um, you know, honestly, I went in probably the least prepared of everyone there. Everyone else had an agent. They had a glossy headshot. They had a resume, all this wonderful stuff. Um, I don't know what I cobbled together, yeah. some little funny picture of myself. Uh, my hair was fire <laughs> engine red. I have my nose pierced. I did that when I was 15. I just got my lip pierced. You know, I'm in artist mode. I'm, yeah, I'm like, how right. can I look, you know, the craziest and everything? Um, but I heard they wanted something different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was definitely different, I guess. And... I 
didn't know any better. I didn't even know to be nervous or scared. I didn't know what to prepare for. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know any better. And I didn't think there's any way in the world they would hire me. But I knew how to talk about music. Right. And I certainly wasn't shy. I'd spent years on stage. So I just went in and I was kind of like, hey, next up, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, I'm pointing at the camera and I'm acting silly and I'm dancing like an idiot. And I walk out and I thought, well, <laughs> that was a fun little experiment. <laughs> and I got a call back. Right. And they said, we love you, but we hate everything about how you look. Mm. So how about you change all of that and we'll give you another shot? And I was like, I'm an artist, so bye. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks went by and I got another call and yeah. then another call. And I eventually, I was like, I'll probably be blonde again in a week anyway. Right. I used to change my hair all the time. So I kind of pulled out the nose ring and the lip ring and went blonde and, and I got it. And then I was like, oh, wow, now I really need to try and stay pretty normal looking to hang on to this gig. So. Yeah, 18 years later, wow. I still don't wear the nose ring on TV. or anything. I wear it on the weekends. But Who was your first interview on CMT? Gosh, that's a great question. And I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I'm not sure. I think it might have been Phil Vassar backstage at the mm. Opry. Um, might have been the first. Um, yeah, Blake Shelton was one of the first. Right. In the mullet days. Oh, yeah. Have I ever told you that story? (laughs) No, what? Okay, so one of our first shoots, it wasn't with any artists. It was uh, Greg Martin, who was our old co-host. He and I were on camera just, you know, having all kinds of cut-up stuff about artists. And somebody mentioned Blake Shelton. And I was like, oh, God, that mullet is just killing me. But he's so handsome. I love him, but the mullet. (laughs) And so, like, a week later, I'm at the Opry, and I'm riding the elevator. And Blake Shelton gets on. I'm like... Hey, Blake. Well, I'm like, you know, looking up at him like six feet up in the air. I'm like, hey, Blake, I'm Katie Cook. He goes, oh, I know who you are making fun of my mullet on live TV. And I was like, oh, dang, he was watching. So like right from the get go, we had this funny back and forth, yeah. like ribbing each other. Well, who's been your, I know it's hard to narrow down like your favorite interview, but I mean, I got to ask because everyone wants to know. So a sort of pinch me moment sort of interview. What was it? Well, I feel like I answered the same thing every time, but it is true, Dolly Parton, every time. Even if we talk to her three times in a year, I'm going to pinch myself every single time. Um, I feel like I learn something every time I'm around her about just how to handle myself, how to mm-hmm. handle the industry. I mean, she is one of the biggest icons in all of history mm-hmm. on the planet. And she still can just walk into any room and put everyone at ease and crack a joke. And she's just such a beautiful example of a human being. So I, I, I that's kind of my go-to answer always. But yeah. I like it when the job sends me somewhere completely different, something so random as working with President Obama or Orlando um, Bloom or George yes. Clooney, like something that you would never expect a job at CMT, you know, would land you in front of. And and so some of those have been pretty great. On my side of things, it's great to have, you know, Dolly's great. I mean, all these people are amazing. Reba and, you know, even you know, like Carrie, Luke, these these folks that we see on a regular basis. But sometimes to me, the, f- the most fun interviews are newbies getting to know someone you don't know because I'm a curious person and I'm interested in like where they came from, how they got here. Those sort of stories to me are almost as fun as the Carrie stuff or the Luke Bryan things. Um, Well, you never know who's going to be the next Carrie or Taylor Swift. I'll, I'll never forget, you know, first time I interviewed Taylor Swift, you probably remember it too. It's like, I think we all walked away going like, uh, she's about to be the biggest thing in the world. She was so delightful and so yeah. professional and just seemed so grown up. But I mean, you know, we didn't know. Yeah. We definitely got that feeling. So I, I agree with you. Meeting the new artists, there's just so much potential there. And I love forging that relationship yeah. really early on in their career. Is there an interview you'd like a do-over of? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how long do you have? No. Um, I, you know, for the most part, I can I can live with it all. But there's nothing worse than making a mistake on mm-hmm. live television. I mean, I remember 
Gosh, before it was the CMT Awards, it was called the Flameworthy Awards, you know, for a few years. Can you remember? Believe we called it that? I know, all, not the greatest anyway. name. Um, and I was so new to television, so new to live TV, and still a bit terrified. And Josh Grayson walked up. Yeah. I, I guess I was, it's not like I didn't know who he was. I must have just been nervous, but I turned around live and said, I'm here with Josh Groban. <laughs> I mean, it's just, they were both really kind of big at the same time. And, yeah. you know, I was like, I've just called this new artist who's, yeah. you know, trying to make it the wrong name on live television. I mean, I just wanted to, you know, like right. fall through the floor. I was so embarrassed. Did but... he get the joke? I mean, did he laugh or like, no, I th- you? you know what? I kind of wondered if it was happening a lot at the time because it's just so easy to accidentally say that name wrong, yeah. you know. Um, he, I, he was cool. He didn't walk away. He didn't, he didn't you know, throw a fit. I love your music you're making with Adam. Thank you. Um, it's called Suncat. Explain first the name because the name's so clever. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, well, we're very like 70s music influence, and we were trying to think of something that just sounded kind of cool and laid back. And, and uh, I call him Sunny. That's always been my nickname for him because he's just a ray of sunshine. It's very like bleh, pukey sweet, but I call him Sunny. And Cat just short for Katie. And he's the one who came up with it. Because we, we were trying to put our names together, and yeah. I don't know. It was all just sounding kind of goofy. And he just came out with Suncat. And I'm like, that's that's perfect. Yeah. Just perfect. I want to have you and Adam back in the studio to do a podcast with me down the road. So I'm going to hold off on like how and why you started the duo. But let's talk about the music specifically. What is sort of the direction? Where are you, where are you drawing inspiration from? Well, um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> we both stay so busy. Of course, he plays lead guitar with Tim McGraw. So and he does a ton of sessions. And then I stay busy with CMT. So it it's uh it's really like we agreed from day one, it just needed to be pure. It's just when we're together, when we feel inspired, we're going to write. And we're not going to totally freak out about timing, when to put stuff out. You know, we're totally indie. We don't have a record deal. And so this is just such a passion project. And we're sticking to that. I mean, otherwise, I think we'd go a little crazy, right. you know, with the schedules. Like, ah, where do we squeeze in a tour and all that? We're like, let's just make the music from the most pure place. We'll put it out, you know, maybe a song a month. and. Yeah. We'll make a video if we have time, you know, but the main thing is we have to do this as creative people. We will go crazy if we don't do this together. We love singing together. We love writing together. And it, it sounds so cliche, but most of these songs have been written. We're just sitting around in bed and he's got a mandolin on his lap and I'm doing something on the laptop and he starts plucking something out and I start singing and, and you know, 30 minutes later, we've got a song. It's all just been that relaxed kind of thing and we have a recording studio in the house so we can just you know again sounds very cliche but if we have an idea at 3 a.m we can go down there and 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 make a record you know so we're just gonna keep trucking along with this and and see where we can get it and and the feedback's been amazing and and that's i think we're just feeling already really satisfied with that as far as where it's going we don't know. We're just trying to be wide open. We're putting the music out there and getting good feedback, and that's kind of enough for us right now. Where can people find it? Is it on every, like Spotify? And, it is, uh, yeah. Um, iTunes and Apple Music, and we have one song, of course, that's actually raising money, so um, that's Hey Jojo, a song that we wrote for my sister. You might have been going there next. I don't know. Um, and so that's one that we, you know, I mean, certainly if people want to listen on Spotify, that's yeah. great, but every every single download, we are sending the money straight to the ARC. That's Awesome. Um, to help people with IDDs, as my sister had an IDD. So so that's one we're hoping to actually sell copies of. And this song is uh, really wonderful, too, because it's, it, like you say, it's a kind of a 70s kind of feel to it. Yeah, and, very Beatles-y. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great. So check it out, called Hey Jojo, uh, out right now from Sun Cat. Mentioned the bald head earlier. I'm wondering about maybe something that you struggled with. 
you had to sort of overcome to get to where you are. Hmm. Um, it could be physical. It could be um, you know, something that's just been one of, one of your Achilles heels, if you will. Yeah. But something you've, you can now say, I'm through that. Wow, I don't know. That's a deep question. But. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I don't know if I'm through it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it this long in this job if I hadn't done a pretty good job of tackling it. And that is, I am my own worst critic, and I'm very, very picky, very hard on myself. Um, I probably shouldn't throw <laughs> throw around a phrase like OCD lightly because some people truly suffer with that. But I'm definitely, <laughs> I definitely have a touch of it, and and I get. I get to where I get so into details of things that I, I can't see the forest for the trees and I can get myself a little tangled up. Mm. And I do it in everything in my life. Mm. Just a trip to the grocery store can take three hours because I'm obsessing about one ingredient I can't find. Mm. You know, and in a job like this, um, where there's a lot of research and everything, I sometimes just go a little too crazy with it. Um, mm. And sometimes that can really set me back. I can walk away from an interview realizing I wasn't in the moment enough. I wasn't just swept up in the emotion of the interview because I was thinking a little too much about the details. So that's something early on I realized could really be a struggle for me in mm. this job. Um, and I, I, to this day, really don't watch myself back because mm. I can see where my mind was, was going. I can yeah. see the wheels turning. Um, and that really bothers me. Mm. So that's just something I struggle with. It's interesting that uh, that would be a struggle because I think it's also one of your greatest strengths. And I think sometimes we, again, uh, I can kind of relate maybe somewhat with the bald head because it's like, okay, it was a weakness at one point, but somehow someone saying, oh, the baseball cap is, is kind of your thing. Like, oh, wait, it could be my thing. So my like the messy part of me could be actually what's the best part of me. Yeah. And, uh, getting caught up in crazy details is can be uh, a lot. It also is what makes you great because you know the details when you're interviewing somebody. Yeah, so I, it's, yeah you know. I see that. You're right. No, I mean, and that's the more positive way to look at it. I, I do think, I don't know how anyone could do what we do if they weren't that organized. Mm -hmm. I um, agree. I, I think it would be a pretty terrible job for somebody <laughs> that is that is too sloppy and unorganized. I mean, it would. I would think that would cause a lot of stress. And yet I'm envious of people that can walk into something going, I'm just going to see what happens. Like, <laughs> I could never be that guy. I can't. Right. I mean, with anything, yeah. even with music, I, I'd rather rehearse 10 times, you know, and, and just know it's all going to be perfect. Maybe because I know once you're live, once you're in an interview yeah. or once you're up on a stage, anything could happen. So at least if I've done all the prep, I can fall back on the fact that I did right. everything I could, you know, so that that's the state of mind I need to be in. But um but that's something I still have to yeah. work through all the time. I, I, I'm the person that will recheck my purse 20 times on the way to the airport <laughs> for the ID or the passport. Oh. <laughs> I am just convinced I have to keep looking. Right. It's it's that kind of thing. Right. I keep going back in the house to unplug the curling iron mm. that I've already unplugged. It's, it's mm -hmm. that stuff. All right. Yeah. Let's play a little name game here. Uh-oh. I will name a country music star. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So if I were to say Reba. Red. <laughs> Dolly. Boobs. <laughs> Blake Shelton. Mullet. See <laughs> uh, Tim McGraw. Abs. <laughs> uh, My husband's going to get me for that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Miranda Lambert. <sighs> Fire. Luke Bryan. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. Oh, hi, Katie. No, no, I got to think of something better. Farmer. Farmer. Okay, good. Um, Nicole Kidman. Tall. Mm -hmm. George Clooney. Yum. 
Garth Brooks. Generous. Cody Allen. Hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> 20. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, 20. And uh, Katie Cook. Creative? Yes. I would say so. Yeah? Yay! Thank you, Katie. Love you oh, so this much. Is- Thanks for listening to Cody Cast. Follow Cody right now at Cody Allen on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hear Cody on hundreds of radio stations every day. And watch Cody on Hot 20 this weekend, Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m., 8 central on CMT. Bye for now.